time has come to relieve that pain, which will be better for me, but not so enjoyable for all of you. The Pain Clinic Pro Wrestling Talk Show. Can you feel the pain? Morning, wrestling fans. Welcome to the Pain Clinic for January twentieth. Ha! Ah, January twentieth, another day in the life of pro wrestling's Pain Clinic. Uh, let's see. I let's see. January. I, I've got to look up uh, birthdays. I'll do that later. Right now, I know that uh, I believe today our oh, truth's birthday was yesterday, as well as Tyler Breeze and Pat Patterson. Yesterday would have been. 83, we'll figure out who's are today because I wrote the wrong date down when I was searching it. So, uh, welcome to the show today. I'm the host, Cashman. I'm joined by D.C. Dan Cole. Good morning, D.C. Good morning. And we're joined, what are you, what are you laughing at, Danger? We're joined by Danger Boy. <laughs> What's up? Hey, uh, my, nice, my nice coffee mug. Oh, yeah. Is that, that is that a, uh, that's not a Stanley Cup, is it? No, it is not. Okay. Well, we are here talking pro wrestling today. I want to thank you all for coming in and joining us. Uh, let me finish the rest of the plugs. We're brought to you by Salvatore's Old Fashioned Pizzeria, Palmer's Food Service, and Donuts Delight Empire at Culver. Uh, if you're interested in roller derby, check out, and you're interested in uh, uh, Rock City Roller Derby in the Rochester area, of course. You can contact them through recruitment if you want to be a skater, official, anything. Rock City Roller Derby, uh, that'd be Rock Derby Recruitment at gmail.com. And you can join Rock City Roller Derby. If you're into the men's team, it's Flower City Fear, F-L-O-U-R, flowercityfear.com. And uh, we are here to talk pro wrestling. I want to thank everybody who got here in early, man. I see a few people in there. Rennie's hanging out. Eric, a bunch of guys. Thank you so much uh, for coming in and joining us as we talk about. We're going to cover a few things today. Uh, We missed you last week, Danger. But this week we're going to talk about a few TNA debuts. Uh, We're going to talk about, um, there was a couple of them. Uh, I want to talk about Hook versus Joe. I know that's going to come up later. You know, I mean. Uh, that was the main event of uh, this past week's Dynamite. And uh, a big injury on Monday happened in WWE. And uh, we might as well jump in right at that moment. Monday night, uh, we got uh, you know a big match that uh, was promoted well in advance of Rollins versus Jinder Mahal. And towards the end of the match, I think, or I can't remember exactly when it happened. I knew he did like a moonsault and landed on weird or something. Um uh, Seth Rollins uh, tore his MCL and uh, did some other damage in his knee. Uh, he is, uh, I, I don't know how terrible an injury it is. Uh, interesting, interesting, interesting. It's it's really not. It's not? It, if he pushes himself, he can be back in two to four weeks. If 
the the regular prognosis is four to six weeks. He's not going to miss unless something seriously else is wrong, and they've already done the imaging and stuff, so it's not an ACL or anything like that. This is probably best case scenario, other than like a simple sprain. Okay, okay. So, uh, but but it will take him out until mania. I mean, they said no, six. Not even. Well, I mean, I heard it. It was a six-week injury, so six weeks from now. I mean, it definitely passed the Royal Rumble. So, uh, but I mean, he yeah, he, he he probably won't be at the Rumble. He won't be at Elimination Chamber, but he's not going to miss Mania. Mania is in, in April. And right now, I guess it's pretty much written in the books: him and CM Punk at Mania. Uh, possibly, which anybody could figure out at this point. I'm fairly certain. Well, I mean, it's a long ways away, you know. I mean, it's like a slow burn to it for him, you know. Kind of, you know, from the, his debut back and whatnot with Rollins fl- flipping out and everything. What do you? I mean, not good time to be hurt, right, Danger? It's not a great time to be hurt because you are flirting with that WrestleMania time period. But with everything they've built up, I mean, the Royal Rumble sells itself. You don't need to have a heavyweight title match on there. Elimination Chamber is in a sixty thousand feet arena or sixty thousand seat arena, and you have the Elimination Chamber match, and you have the Australians who are going to take center stage as well. So it's not ideal, but it's not that big a deal at the same time. Okay, okay. Uh, um, how about you, DC? What do you think? I mean. Uh... Not opportune, I'm sure, you know? No, and unless they're downplaying it and they know something more than they're letting on, you know, like like Danger said, probably missed the Rumble, but you don't need that match at the Rumble. We got we got the 30-man, the 30 30-woman 30 Rumbles to worry about, and that's all I personally care about. That could be the whole pay-per-view for all I care. Yeah, and and uh, I just, uh, you know, it's weird because if you if you watch Raw this past week, Rollins came into the arena with his daughter on his shoulders. I know him and his wife, Becky Lynch, have been very uh, protective of their, their child, you know. And Are we sure it's even his kid? Are we sure he didn't steal somebody? They never called her out by name. No, you're right. You're right. And I assume it was. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. How, how old would Becky Lynch's daughter be now? I think we're in the right age frame. It was probably his child. But at the same time, they never made that perfectly clear. Maybe he was sacrificing someone else to the pit. <laughs> He was coming to Buffalo after. Oh, yes. By the way, uh, who? Uh, another Christmas present uh, from my kids. Uh, the pit. The pit. Hey, will you do me a favor? Will you explain the pit real quickly while I run? Because I, I sent myself the wrong news. And it'll take me two oh, seconds. That's fun. Yeah. It'll take me two seconds. So. so the pit is the currently being built new stadium for the Bills that since probably about midseason when they started clearing it out, uh every week they have a home game someone ends up in it and it is taking credit for the now uh six week winning streak that the bills have uh so it's being said that you have to feed the pit to uh get a win and they're going to try to uh feed taylor swift to the pit but i don't think that's going to work out but now it's being called peppa's pit after the josh allen commercial came out which is fantastic so yeah, uh, the pit has to be fed. I'm sure it will be fed, even if it doesn't get publicized. Uh, from what I hear, there's someone every week during a Bills game that ends up in the hospital. And it might even happen early this week because people are tailgating to be able to shovel out the stadium. It's uh, quite the quite the fan base. 
I'm going to say they sign up to shovel. I'm sure someone would freely sacrifice themselves to a pit if it meant getting the bills to the next stage of the playoffs. I'm I'm fairly certain probably somebody already has, especially seeing as there's all that snow they can jump on you. They got like six feet down there. So yeah, it'll, it'll pad your fall. He'll be good. And I'm back. So yeah. Uh, my daughter, I guess it was big news here up here in Rochester with people, you know, they, they apparently they've, the bills have been on this win streak since the uh, first, per, the uh, LSD mushroom high drunk person first went, was, was uh, presented to the pit. Uh, uh, he sacrificed himself. Yeah. And you forgot, you forgot feces covered. Oh yeah. I heard he that. He fell out of a porta potty as well. Oh, how gross. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I heard, uh, 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 and, and so they've been, have they, is it truly, they've been doing it every week since, uh, there has been, there's one ER doctor who has said, and I believe this is true that there has been so at least one person every week who has been admitted to the ER, uh, after falling into the pit and they all get arrested. William Matar even put out, uh, you know, local <laughs> attorney, put out a, a tweet that said, do not, uh, jump into the pit because you will be arrested for trespassing. But if it helps the Bills win, I think someone will take that on their record. <laughs> I will take one for the team, right? Uh, and I it, mean, they stood in three feet of snow last week to fill a stadium. I, I'm sure they're they're good. Well, you know um, that I think I just find that hilarious because my daughter had emailed me about it yesterday and and explained it all to me, and it was like, that's crazy. You know, that's absolutely. Uh, uh, I think it's uh, nuts. That, but then again. It's Buffalo Bills, you know. I mean, it's like, but you know what? Uh, you know, I mean, we we are all looking for Taylor Swift tomorrow too, aren't we? Uh, hopefully, in the pit. Wouldn't it be great to sacrifice Taylor Swift to the pit? Well, I will say this: <laughs> Taylor Swift hides up in the suites and doesn't actually go out into the crowd. Whereas Josh's celebrity girlfriend was yelled at for throwing snowballs last week. I heard that. I heard that. Uh, he who is he seeing? He, the he's seeing a Hawkeye, right? Haley Steinfeld. I, yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So Josh. Yeah. Very interesting uh, stuff with uh, going on in Buffalo. And of course, if you're not, if you're like from another planet, you got to realize we've been under snow. That's why I assumed the sacrifice would be pretty easy this week because it's filled with snow, isn't it? So you're just going to land in a nice powdery puff. When there's you... there's areas very close that got six feet of snow over the past week. It's uh, it, we're in the Rochester Buffalo area, so you know, except for DC, who's I see the sunshine coming through your window. Um, Glorious, yeah, isn't it? Uh, we have sun too. It's just we also have. It's just been snowing for four straight days or five straight days now. So, but yeah, the uh, I think the pit. Uh, I've yeah, it's it's well, it's you know, no one's died yet, right? <laughs> no, not that we know of. Okay. So you just got to find the most messed up guy and just throw him over the fence, and maybe that'll qualify as being sacrificed. That to the could pet. be very difficult. There's a lot of messed up people at <laughs> the games. You could stack them on top of each other, you know. And, um, well, I watched the three guys jump through the flaming table last week. We got to keep warm. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, for a few seconds, you know, till till the third degree burns, but. Uh, so I'm sorry. Now I've got my news and everything back. We're back. So I wanted to mention that uh, <clears throat> Seth Rollins is a torn MCL, partially torn meniscus, and uh, and that happened. So unless so the partially torn meniscus, I know people who've had those, and unless you have super pain tolerance that you can't do anything, they won't even touch that. Okay, that's they won't. There's no surgery involved for that. That's a, just a, a rest and heal PT type thing. 
And kind of same with the MCL. That's what Rey Mysterio was working with for three months before he took time off to get it cleaned up. Okay. Okay. It makes sense. And I know it's the, it's the ACL is the one that when you tear that you're that's done. That's the big dog. Yeah, yeah. That's the one you're done for, you know, nine months or whatever. And a lot of people. So is the writing on the wall then that the, uh, the eventual conclusion to that CM Punk Seth Rollins match is Punk winning and, uh, you know, Rollins taking some time off. It, you know, I was wondering, I was wondering about that. Yeah. You know, uh, well, especially with the, the legit back issues he has, it probably wouldn't hurt him. Boy, wouldn't it be like CM Punk tripping into something good? You know, I mean, you know, he's in WWE for what two months, and they're going to give him a title. You know that you know, and he'll get injured. Don't worry. <laughs> well, he's fighting an injured guy, so uh, you know. Um, but I, the thing about it is, Seth Rollins is coming out first thing Monday to make an announcement, so we'll know really what their plan is with him at that point. If if there's no, I'm, ex I'm expecting an entire troll job based on what Triple H has done with everything this year so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're gonna milk that uh, whole online speculation over the next 48 hours, and then have them turn it around with Rollins giving a fiery promo Monday. Yeah, you know, and I mean, and who knows? I mean, you know, remember the good old days when you used to have to defend your title every 30 days. And then I think we, you know, that became an outrageous, uh, an outrageous thing about wrestling titles because you don't see Roman Reigns; he defends his every what three months now. But it, you know, and they used to use that as a technicality why someone would lose a belt because they couldn't defend it within thirty days. They could go back. So, to serious question: <laughs> When was the last time one of the four major men's and women's titles was defended? Uh, Rollins was Monday. Yeah, yeah true. I mean, he, he did. okay. Outside of that one, yeah, the one where he got hurt. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, uh, the U.S. title was uh, no. So I, I mean, like, I mean, like oh. Seth Reigns, Io, Rhea. I can't remember the last time Rhea defended. I think Rhea. Rhea's been a while. Yeah. And uh, same for Io. To be honest with you, I mean, I'm thinking back to like it's been a while. Yeah, they just don't do that stuff anymore. That used to be a, like such a – it was a great way to get a belt off somebody by bringing up those clauses. So uh, – and uh, now we don't uh, we don't see them at all anymore. Well, you, I mean, so those clauses would also include all the house shows they would do, the, the loops they would do. So if they still count that, I mean, EO might be defending every weekend. You don't know. It's true. It's true. I mean, I'm sure – I mean, she's not going to lose them on those shows. Definitely not. Because she's going to lose it to Bailey after Bailey wins the Rumble. That's a different story. Ah, uh, you think that? Yeah, interesting. Bella. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, they're kind of working Bailey out of that group, you know, especially, uh, you know, they, you know. Bailey's going to be a super face again. Yeah, I think Bailey. Bring it happy Bailey again. Uh-oh. Yep. Uh-oh. And then uh, the girl, what's her name? Who's the girl that followed her when she was down in NXT that now is wrestling? Izzy. Izzy. Izzy's wrestling now. That little girl who cried. You know, when she makes us all feel really old. Yeah. 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 Is he, I saw is Thanks, he... cash. <laughs> Did you guys see any of that? Those, those shots that were on, like, I think it was on Axe or something, uh, where Izzy was like, I think being trained. I saw she was making her debut and whatnot. That was, I think she's still, uh, too young to wrestle in some states. I don't think she's over 18. I yet. think she's 19. I think they said she was 19. So, uh, but, uh, well, or maybe she's 18. You're right. Uh, we will, you know, you know what? Maybe, uh, you know, by the time WrestleMania comes around, maybe we get an Izzy uh, 
Nah, you know, it'll be take a couple of years for that to happen. I'm, I'm guessing, but you know, you could always play up on that cause you got all the video footage, but so that, that was an injury. I did mention last week on the show that also, uh, Cora Jade had been hurt. We weren't sure exactly what it was. Now we find out it was her ACL, uh, and that she tore last week in a match against, uh, Lyra Valkyria. Uh, the champion of NXT, and uh, that's no, a it was sh- against someone on a house show. Yeah, so I mean, it was a house show. With it the, wasn't, it wasn't her. It, it wasn't, wasn't against Lyra, though. Oh. No, it was against someone that took her place this week in the Battle Royal. It's a newer, one of their newer signees. Well, nevertheless, really, I thought it because it, yeah. Cause, oh well, nevertheless, Cora is out. They just brought her back, right? Uh, Cora J. Yeah, it's that's unfortunate. They did a complete remake on her, you know, and uh, turned her in from this, you know. Peppy, happy-go-lucky to this super sexy, uh, uh, um, uh, I mean, she looked great, and it's a shame that, uh, you know, it's like, that. I think might have been the first NXT live event of the year uh, since since Cora came back, um, but that's a shame, but we did, we did announce last week, I just wasn't sure exactly what the injury was, I know they carried her out, so it was pretty, it was pretty devastating, but uh so, so some other things I want to talk about. Last weekend, we talked about NA, uh, TNA, you know, changing, rebranding with the pay-per-view they had held last week. And, uh, of course, there, you know, whenever, you know, it had been like three months since their last pay-per-view, I think. Um, and uh, so they were going to have like, you know, you know, a lot of de- debuts were coming and everything like that. And hard, so Hard to Kill did not disappoint if you were looking for debuts. Because you got to see uh, just a couple of them. Uh, former uh, WWE uh, wrestlers end up showing up on the uh, show, including uh, Top Dollar, uh, which I, I – Top Dollar, uh, Dana Brooke, uh, who's now going by um, – she got weird name. What was it again? Uh, Ash by Elegance. Ash by Elegance. And, uh, and Nick Nemeth uh, showing up. Uh, t- former Dolph Ziggler, which uh, last night – or two nights ago on TNA – uh, impact on uh, access. Uh, Steve Macklin referenced Dolph Ziggler's name into his face in the middle of the ring. That was uh, a great promo. Yeah, what? That was a great line he had. Yeah. No one's going to remember Nick Nemeth. They're going to ask what happened to Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, exactly. And I thought that was great because it's like Nick Nemeth is really ready to jump in. I don't know what Nick Nemeth's deal is with them. I don't know. A lot of times... TNA, you're you know you have a lot of leeway in your bookings and stuff, and maybe Nick could show up on AEW too. I don't know, uh, depends. But uh, did you, by the way, by chance, did you see the Osprey Josh Alexander match uh, that night? I haven't watched it yet, but I heard it's it's been the best match of the year so far from what it, I've heard. Well, it, uh, it's that's not much time, but there's been a lot of good matches. Yeah, I will say that uh, uh, if you, I'm not going to spoil who won it, but I, it was. It was probably a, a get back, you know, or whatever. You know, it's like you you win this time, I win the next time. But man, they put on. It, it, Will Osprey is so good, and you know, it's funny is uh, outcomes. Uh, um, uh, what's what's his name? Uh, the the GM uh, Scott Demore. Scott Demore comes out. Remember when Scott Demore was on the show, and who was it? Brian uh, Lawler. It's like who's that guy? Oh yeah. What do you ever do? Yeah, no one knows him. What do you ever do in the business? He, he said that about Scott Demore when Scott was on the phone with us. It's like, dude, <laughs> never mind. But uh, nevertheless, he, uh, Scott Demore comes out, cuts a huge promo about TNA, and and really and pointed out that Osprey came back because Osprey loved TNA growing up. 
And I, that's why Osprey wanted to wrestle on the TNA logo. He wanted to be in the ring where it was logo TNA. And him and him and Josh Alexander had insane match with you know he did like a pile driver off the edge of the ring onto a table in the middle of the match, which immediately blew into a million pieces. And it looked like someone, you know, someone could have got hurt, but the match ended with about five minutes to go in the show. And that's when, uh, that's when Scott Demore came out and proceeded to cut a promo that, you know, was absolutely great. You know, he almost got teary a little bit because they were just talking about how much TNA really meant to a lot of people. But I mean, people like, Osprey was trying to use the Styles Clash, and then Josh Alexander ended up using it. They were kind of like, you know, paying tribute to, like, AJ Styles, who helped build TNA. Really did have a lot to do with that. Um, and it was it was a really good show this past week. But, man, what, you got to catch it. Monster match. It was, it was, that was incredible. Also, I love PCO's. Uh, PCO comes out. And he's, uh, it's on a table, and there's lightning bolts shooting all over the video screens, and there's like eight doctors around the table, and it's, there's a guy underneath the blanket on the table, and then they obviously they pull it down, and you see his heart, you know, cut, they're cutting the, the, the material, and his heart's there, and it ends up being PCO doing his Frankenstein thing, and it was like absolutely fantastic. It's like, I love PCO, man. That's it was he's definitely one of those cool things about uh, TNA but i'm glad that they you know i had they have a different feel for him now i mean you know i mean not that they didn't before they had some great quality wrestlers but man it's just like they're trying to relive that trying to get that back and i think they're doing a good job and i hope that numbers you know i mean you're not going to have osprey back because he signed that deal with uh, AEW which we'll talk about later in the news when he will debut but uh it, it was just you know it was TNA it was TNA's weekend last weekend and uh, I, I mean, that's how I got to know them, right, Danger? I mean, they we had a really good, okay. we had a great relationship with those guys, you know. We had Borash anytime we wanted Borash, and he was like in charge of, you know, he was everything. We, I think that we didn't know what he was in charge of all those times we had him on, but he was a creative. He was. We didn't know how high up the chain he really ran. Yeah, how high up the chain he really was when he was helping us out, but he was number one or number two half the time yeah i mean he's like he's big he's like triple h is number two with nxt right now so uh but dc i mean dc remember we got some backstage stuff with tna and i've it just brings me back to some of those you know those fun times we had with them you know the infamous lobby party lobby party or you know uh you know like with the king of the loopers craig jenkins craig jenks my my man i love jenks you know he, yeah he was and him and don west and remember eating lunch with them at uh, the dinosaur and uh, man it was just you know just those guys and I, it's i'm glad that they're reliving that i i almost <laughs> thought i heard someone say feel the pain in the middle of a of commentary and i don't know if that was a little shout out to us or not but the, they seem to be like trying to grasp you know that that era from about 10, 15 years ago. So, uh, you know, I mean, I can imagine, you know, but uh, I think that, but yeah, there, you give them a chance. If you get a chance to see them watch, you know, you can, you can subscribe to their service or you can watch it on, uh, I'm sure it's on YouTube. Eventually you'll be able to find anything they have. They, they post so much on Instagram. You can watch a match on Instagram and, and you'll catch, and by the end of the match, you'll catch like the high moves that were in it. And then the match will finish on TV. That's how that's how involved they are in their social media. So um, I'm you know, I'm just a big fan, and it's good to see that they're you know they, they didn't bring back the six sided ring like like Kurt Angle suggested they do, and uh, which is a good thing. But 
Yeah, they give him a chance. They got a lot of potential, and uh, it's like uh, it's good to see Moose as a champ there too. Again, once again, you know, um, and they had a huge. And the pay per view was great last week. I'm sure the artiste may have been the only one of us who had seen it, but he's not here today, so we won't be able to talk too much about it. Maybe we'll get an update on him from him next week. But you, you know, you saw the, the debuts of uh, Top Dollar. I can't remember what his name was now. Uh, it's a, I believe he's just going by AJ Francis. AJ Francis and uh, Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke. Which do you are these good, better? Is Dana Brooke kind of trying to do a little bit of Tony Storm? From I don't. She's got that elegant look, you know. I think it's way too early to tell because Tony Storm is one hundred percent like a twenty starlet type deal. Dressing up in a dress and just having your name by elegance doesn't necessarily mean that's what you're doing. And having a guy ne- having a guy next to her who is her like manager or whatever you may Yeah, it, it could be anything. I, I think that was way too overblown when it first said, Oh, she's copying Tony Storm. Let it actually see what it is not just her standing in the crowd before you start making those allegations no that's true that's true we'll see what happens because she does have a match i believe they're taping this weekend for uh future shows on access tv trinity apparently gave her like goodbye speech last night in orlando yeah they're doing yesterday and today they're doing their taping and everything and you got to figure trinity is coming back to wwe um I, I'm guessing. Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got the Royal Rumble coming. There's a few names that will pop out. And, you know, I'll give Trinity a lot of credit. Doing a year down in TNA, you know. Your husband, you don't have to. You could have done nothing. You could have been with just your husband traveling, and eventually you probably would have got another chance with WWE. But to Trinity wanted to wrestle. And, and the great thing is, um, uh, you know, Mercedes Monet and Bailey were both at the pay-per-view last week on In Disguise. Do you see, by the way, the pictures of them with the sunglasses the on? Statler and Waldorf? Yeah, sat- yeah, sunglasses on in the last row. You know, it was like, I thought that, you know, so, you know. And, you know, I, is it is it a bad thing if, you know, do WWE get mad that they were there? You know, or what, I mean, not that Mercedes Monet, they don't have her under contract, but Bailey, they certainly do. But then again, we had Cody Rhodes this week, on, you know, going, you know, going with a negative one to uh, Disney World with a bunch of people from AEW too. Ricky Starks, you saw those pictures too, right? They aren't going to police who you're friends with, especially now that someone who's under 500 years old is in charge of of everything, and you know. <laughs> It's it's not going to be run the way it was. They go, oh my god! I saw Ricky Starks with Cody Rhodes at Disney World. You know. Now, granted, do I think one hundred percent that Ricky Starks, when his contract is up, is going to WWE? Yes. Yeah. But that's a different story. Yeah. I mean, you know, they you know, they have a friend there at least. You know that. You know, um, it's funny as Cody was. Uh, I saw Cody po- do a post this week on his last promo in AEW, which was like two years ago, and uh, it's interesting what he said about people and stuff it's definitely interesting cody road cody Rhodes is, is a good person and uh you know and never negative always will treat negative one as part of his family which is really pretty cool and it was negative one's birthday this week and uh lots of shout outs from lots of wrestlers and he got that appearance on uh, rampage last week as well you know if you if you watch that whole rampage uh but uh yeah, I was just wondering. It's like WWE doesn't like, think, hey, you know, you're hanging out with a bunch of the enemy, but they don't. I don't know if they really see it as the enemy anymore. It's not like when who was the the one guy that showed up at TNA when WWE was in Orlando that week and he got fired immediately. Do you remember uh, uh, Rory McAllister? Yeah, Rory McAllister from what were they the uh, the Highlanders? The I hi- think. Or? Yeah, yeah. It's a while ago, but uh, yeah. 
but he was shown on camera. He's and that's, that that's, and that was probably a, it was a mistake by by TNA to do that as well because you don't want to have anybody lose their job, you know. I believe Bischoff was in charge at the time. I can see that being hundred percent on purpose. Yeah, yeah. And you're right. You're right. You're right. It's like uh, that was. I remember that was, seemed like forever ago. But uh, so we'll talk a little bit about uh, TNA. And by the way, uh, Jordan Grace did beat Trinity. By the way, at uh, the pay per view last weekend to become the champion. That's why we kind of assumed Trinity was. Uh, on, on her way out, Moose beat Alex Shelley, and uh, uh, not, not any more debuts. But there's still a lot of free agents out there from WWE. You know, what was it uh, now? I guess uh, um, who's uh, uh, Elias is going as Elijah now out in the Indies. Uh, big change, yep. big change in name, right? <laughs> uh, Mustafa Ali is selling out pretty much every indie he goes to. So yeah, I see that he's working New Japan too. So. Or he has some New Japan dates, uh, which we'll give you updates when we know when those guys are popping up or wherever they're popping up. But uh, that was pretty cool. So let's jump into uh, – we talked about TNA. We talked about Rollins' injury. Oh, yeah, Nick Nemeth showing up. What do you think about Dolph Ziggler uh, uh, and TNA? I mean, a lot of people – Eric Bischoff had, had applauded it, saying that they kept it under wraps. But wasn't it obvious that, that was going to happen, you know? That was – I. I still think they overblew their uh, their whole thing, saying he's one of the best signings ever because that's he's still not Kurt at this point. He's not a Kurt Angle level signing, especially seeing as he you know he's been around forever and hasn't done anything of note in years. But good for him. I mean, he found he got a deal. He has the freedom to do his extracurricular stuff because we all know he does the stand up the stuff the stand up stuff, and he's doing New Japan stuff. So. Good, good for him. Good for them on getting him before anyone else did. Yeah, I. What do you think, DC? I mean, I know that we had some fans that used to think Dolph Ziggler was the best wrestler, and every week they'd call up, going, "No, oh, they're ruining him on TV. He's the, he's the best thing they got." And it's like, but then you see him standing. He, he was criminally underused for as good as he was. Yeah, I would. I, I think he he could have been like a Shawn Michaels type guy. He had his best for, his, for whatever reason, you know, he, he got his, you know, his cash in moment. And then that was pretty much it for him. His cash in moment may have been the last uh, crazy Monday night raw ever, you know, because from then on, everyone pointed it out weeks in advance. Oh, the most craziest Monday night raw is the first one after WrestleMania. Not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. It was like the, yeah. You go, if you want to hear soccer chants that make no sense, that's what you'll get now. So, uh, you well, know, it makes sense to the people doing them. Yeah, I know, but it's like, uh, but yeah, he, uh, he, that was that his peak. I mean, and we're, you know, we're talking a long time ago too with that, you know, was that, I, that was probably his, his career defining when, moment when right he was there. with Vicky Guerrero, yeah. right? Vicky Guerrero was his, no, no that was, was when AJ. he was flanked by Biggie and, uh, AJ and oh. AJ. That's right. I knew. I knew. He, yeah. Okay. I forgot because I know that he was with Vicky for a while too, and and he was champ when he was with Vicky too. Uh, yeah, but that championship run didn't didn't. That was hit a cup like, of coffee. No, it, it didn't hit like you know pinning Alberto Del Rio, who everybody hated, even before we found out what a scumbag he was. It's you know what's funny is I think Alberto almost Del, like we all knew. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's funny is Alberto Del Rio took the title off of CM Punk too, so. Uh, interesting. You look at the lineage of the belt at times, and it's like, wow, 
you know. Um, but yeah, no, that was a good thing. But yeah, it it you know I think that you know I I love him a lot. He can definitely work, and he uh, uh, it's just that he I don't know if it's not he never got the opportunity or he never really had the tools to to do you know to be the main guy in in a you know one of the channels. I don't think he was given the shot because Vince is Vince. Yeah, I mean we Listen, we, we met him. Yeah, he's smaller than all of us. Yeah, and Vince, but Vince gave Shawn Michaels a chance. Yeah, but we all know why Brett said that was. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> but Shawn's good. Uh, not, but uh, yeah, we will. Uh, uh, yeah, I just you know I felt bad because yeah, it's true. I mean you know it's land of the giants. That's always been the kind of you know not so much anymore, but back then. You know, and and Rey Mysterio, you know, he won the title too. You know, uh, so well when Rey Mysterio first won the title, it was uh, Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, it was in, yeah the Eddie Guerrero stuff. If it wasn't for that, it, Rey wouldn't have won that title at that time. Mm-hmm. Rennie's like, will Triple H uh, accept a Velveteen Dream apology? I doubt it. Um, uh, if he wants the apology, he apologizes to everybody, but never apologizes or says he's sorry for what he did or calls out what he did, which is still yeah. tremendous. Yeah, he claims so, he, he claims he didn't do it, even though they've yeah. got they've they've got screenshots of conversations. So, so what are you apologizing for? True, true. I mean, I I went and watched. Uh, I fell down a uh, Twitter hole or a YouTube hole this past week, and it's like the twenty worst wrestlers on the planet. And it was like a fifty-five minute video, and I don't know how I watched the whole thing, but they went through the whole Velveteen Dream thing, and it was like, uh, see, he's he's a horrible person, and I don't want him back. And this is from someone who, before all that stuff happened, I thought he was going to be the next big thing. I loved the character. Yeah, no, we all did. We all thought he was great. Especially when he had that feud, you know, uh, uh, he had that feud with uh, uh, Mal- or, uh, Mal- Malachi Black, whatever he was back then. Uh, Alistair. Yeah, Alistair, Alistair Black. When he that's and then that's when we saw him. Remember, we saw him in the in uh, at the yeah. Main Street Armory where he he did that thing where you know I mean now everybody does it with uh, Malachi Black where they sit down like he does right in front of him at some point during the match, but. Uh, but that that was the first time I saw that Malachi Black. That was a, I remember that. It was a shame, you know. But uh, yeah, sorry, Rennie. I don't think we're going to see him. You know, I mean, unless he, I have, I have an idea. Put him under a mask and make him like a luchador, and never have him take the mask off, and then we'll never know. You know, I mean, we will because there is the uh, internet wrestling community going on. But uh, I just hard for him that guy to get back in because you can't like you know talk. You can't like uh, mess around with underage children you know and and he did so uh or he at least messaged them and who knows what else was going on but uh so yeah let's talk a little bit about okay we got all the debuts on tna going on let's talk a little bit about hook versus joe and uh, what do you think about the dynamite or dynamite this past week Uh, but i will say they built it up to be a huge match uh hook versus joe and and it's amazing. It's interesting listening to Taz on commentary while his son is getting destroyed in the ring. Um, and then he had to step aside, he said, for a minute. Because maybe, I mean, that that was the plan, you know, to have Joe destroy Hook like that and have Hook keep coming back and getting killed every time, you know. Um, I Does it elevate Hook? And then, yes, it makes Joe, it's his first true defense, but does it elevate Hook? I think it does, but uh, he looked a lot smaller than I thought he was standing next to Joe, though. It elevates Hook if they follow up on it, and that's been 
an issue at times. You have to follow up on it immediately this week. You have to do something with him. You can't, like he, they made him look like a million dollars. They played him up. Their video packages were fantastic. The match did what it was supposed to do. You have to follow up on it. You can't let him disappear. And that's been an issue repeatedly with people. And that's why we don't care about Wardlow. And you're right. DC, what do you think? I mean, what do you think of the match in general? I mean, obviously, Joe is not dropping the title as first defense, you know. No, and that, and that's, you know, that's something we've talked about, and I know that's one of RT's biggest complaints, too, is the, the predictability of AEW, where you go into all these quote-unquote big matches and the writing's on the wall where it's going to go. So, you know, it was a chance to showcase Hook, although it, I don't know how much of a... <laughs> showcase it turned out to be he can certainly take a beating yeah he got ragdolled all over the place man i, I will say this though it was impressive seeing him hit that t-bone suplex on on joe a guy that's you know three times bigger than he is yeah yeah i i i give hook a lot of credit i mean yeah so he has to come back this week uh, and he has to come back and, and maybe give him a win over somebody else or i don't know what you know if, if you keep him off tv for two to three weeks after this to sell the beating you lost everything you built up. Yeah, yeah, it definitely. I would. Uh, what do you guys in the chat room think? Uh, you know, Hook versus Joe. I just put me up. You put your comments while we're talking about it. But and man, I hope Swerve takes that title. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Swerve. I could care less about Adam Page at this point. Give me Swerve. Adam just... Page. You mean Magnum TA? <laughs> A lot of people yeah. were calling him with that new bushy mustache uh, he's got going on. Uh, and the people who weren't calling him that have no idea who Magnum TA is. I know. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, true. I think Magnum has connections to AEW because I know he's been backstage a few times. So, but uh, yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, it's a good, you know, I, I'm liking that. I'm, I'm, you know, I, how did you feel the flow of the show went on, on Dynamite? You know, was it, uh, we got a lot of matchups. Uh, I mean, you know how we, Rob, uh, uh, the artist usually complains that they keep focusing on the same people. Well, now they've kind of switched it up on people, and they're back to focusing on the same, the same different people now, multiple weeks in a row, you know. Like we get uh, the, the Bang Bang Club winning, you know, taking the uh, Ring of Honor uh, uh, trip. Oh, is it uh, the, the tag? The tag, trio, six-man trio tag. tags. Yeah, six-man yeah. tag. That's what they call it, six-man tag there. You know, it's like and, – and I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I'm, you know, Jay, you're wasting Jay White if you don't put him in something, you know, because I think Jay White's awesome, you know. But uh, what would you think of the show in general? I thought it was a good show. I I enjoyed watching it. I like the there was some different stuff on there. You got I mean we got Private Party back. Yeah, uh, no no, Shiv- no Shivani. No Sh- Tony Storm talking about how great Shivani looked though. Yeah. When you, it was Ian Riccoboni. Ian Riccoboni. I know and she's like she's like feeling his face and his oh, yeah. hair. And it's like <laughs> And calling him Shivone. Yeah. I don't know what she was talking about either. I thought it was hilarious though. Yeah, Rick Abani was like, if you see, he's like, what's this mean? He's like posting pictures and stuff, you know. However, that whole thing afterwards just went a little long. The the throw the back and forth throwing of the shoes was a little bit. They should have cut away from that a little quicker. But other than that, that part was hilarious, and you got to highlight Diana Prazo, and it's just it was a solid show. I I enjoyed the show. Yeah, they've they've started out twenty twenty four with some pretty good shows. So it's one of those things where hopefully they can keep going in that direction, keep building on that momentum. I know personally, I was excited to see the first match announced for revolution. And that's 
that's going to be a great one seeing Roddy go up against uh, Cassidy. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it was weird that they had Darby tease at him and Stinger going after the tag titles when Sting's literally retiring in under two months at this point. They yeah. could give him a he, championship send off and then they just drop the titles. Everybody I, loves a tournament. I, I still don't like the Bucks gimmick. Yeah. I understand they have the Vince mustaches, but they're still doing the insider. It's not going to reach anybody who doesn't get it. Type deal. You don't like them. They're going to go by their full names, though. Matthew and uh, Nicholas. Do, do they have Alexandra York with them? Are they part of the York Foundation from the from 1991 in WCW? Is Terrence Rich going to join them? <laughs> Terrence Rich. <laughs> Yeah, I I certainly hope not. Uh, uh, but yeah, yeah, that you know, I got I I, I love Tony Storm. I'm sorry, she can, you know, I mean, she allows you to say tits on the freaking TV. Okay, so you know, I mean, and, and the funny thing is, I don't think she has them. So it's like, <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm probably gonna edit this out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, last Man, week it's our. Last week it's Artiste dropping an F-bomb. This week it's you being a sexist pig. Like, writing's on the wall, pain clinics approaching its end. Oh, no. <laughs> no, but I mean... A 25-year run, we're, uh, we're done. Yeah, what happened? Oh, I just opened my mouth. That was it. So, it was... Uh, no, I was just saying, but it... No, it was a... Uh, it was uh, I I just... There's nothing she can do wrong. I'm just waiting for her to start, you know, get back into the ring and maybe do, like, more... Uh, better match or something than she's been doing lately. So not to say that she's terrible or anything, but, uh, it was, uh, it was definitely, you know, she, uh, I'm trying to think, I just love the interaction there. She was doing on the commentary, but I, am trying to figure out what's going on with Soraya, you know, it's in them in the backstage. I don't really understand the relationship between those three girls in that group, you know, it's, uh, it's very Vince WWE, like what they're doing. Oh, we got to break them up. And the one thing I will say, and I hate, and they do this in every company, so it's every company does it. Anytime someone comes in and they're new, and like Praza this week is, oh, we were best friends previously. Well, I don't care if you're best friends. There's no reason everybody has to be best friends at some point and then feud with each other. It happens everywhere, and I'm sick of it. I don't care if you're friends. How about I just want to take this title off of you? Yeah, I yeah. don't care if, like, I don't care that you were best friends. What were you best friends when you were both in, in NXT? Is that what you're hinting at? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. That yeah. You, that. I don't care. It's it's a trope, and Tony uses it all the time when he breaks people up. They were friends, and and Vince used it all the time, and Triple H uses it. I don't care if you're friends. You're fighting over a title. Yeah, and and, and you know they. They're only friends because they tell you that too, you know. I mean, I don't know. It's 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 kind of kind of crazy. Uh, another thing on uh, Dynamite, we got the kickoff match was um, Dustin Rhodes uh, taking on uh, right off the beginning, and the you know, and it, it was a, a pretty violent match uh, with uh, Dustin Rhodes uh, wrestling uh, uh, Christian Cage in the beginning of the show. What did you think of that? I mean, that was that, I think that was a great match to start the show. You know, and, and Dustin Rhodes is getting a lot of match time on TV recently. I know that his contract was coming up and stuff. I mean, I don't know uh, why he's being used as much. Maybe because they don't have uh, Marshall anymore, and Marshall would have been a, that kind of guy who would have 
than stuck in a match like that. Any thoughts on uh, that? I'd, I'd rather watch Justin Rose and QT Marchell. <laughs> True. But QT is like being QT's being looked at by WWE right now. So it wouldn't surprise me in the least if he uh, shows up there. Stays in, N- stays in NXT because he has no potential on the main roster. I, I know yeah. he's friends with Cody, and I know I know he does a lot of good stuff, and he's good at what he does, but he he's not it. He's, not he's, going to he's be good at what he does, but that's not what he wants to be. Yeah. But he's not going to be what he wants to be. He just, Would he be a, a good addition in NXT, you know, a, a good hand to work with some of these young people and help them, you know, with experience? Yeah, he'd be great down there. He could have a, a top role down there as someone like Baron Corbin's doing right now and all that kind of stuff. But he is not a main a main event guy on any major promotion. Maybe they brought him in just to train Jade Cargill some more or something, you know, since they're both going to be. Uh, they, they weren't happy with the job he did at first, so I don't think uh, they're going to be doing that. Apparently, but I don't know how much time she could commit to it, too. I think that she had, you know, I I think she's like married to uh, someone uh, shortstop or something. Oh, it's Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati second baseman, uh, Hall of Famer. Uh, what's his name? Brandon Phillips. Yeah, Brandon Phillips. Yeah, she's married to him. So probably on the road a lot. But, uh, yeah, that – you know, like you mentioned, private party coming back this week now too, as well, uh, which was uh, good. Uh, uh, you know, they did the whole true open too with them, with the the guy with the velvet rope and everything in the beginning. Um, there was some good stuff, definitely some good stuff on this past week's. But I think the I was more concerned about how they're going to play off Hook versus. Uh, what do you think about Taz kind of like stepping back from the microphone during that too? I mean, does it? You know, because it's hard. You, you can't say Hook's not his son, you know? Oh, yeah. And it adds a little bit of realism to it because it's like, if you saw your kid getting the crap kicked out of him like that, but legitimately, like, it wasn't cheating or anything. You just got the crap kicked out of him. You, and you can't do anything about it because Joe would kill him, too. Uh, you know, it's it's... A little, it's adds some realism well, to it. Well, I liked it. They did talk. They did talk a little bit. Taz talked a little bit about uh, Joe knowing Hook when when Taz was managing Joe in TNA. And he said when Hook was a little boy, Joe would he would you know Joe would talk to him and stuff. So they did, and that just that ages us again right there. So big time. I was gonna say, but when he was talking about that stuff, it's like you know it just made it more personal, I think. And that's why I kind of, I could understand why Taz stepping back while that was going on. He probably, you know, obviously knew that was going to happen, but the worst thing is if you were DVRing the show, uh, it went two and a half minutes past 10 o'clock and uh, the DVR would cut off at 10 o'clock. You didn't really get to see the finish. I mean, you knew what was going to happen. It was already devastated. You know, that was destroyed. He was destroyed already. It just, more ragdolling for another two minutes or so after 10. And I, that's one thing I don't like is, uh, I mean, I do like it, but I, I like to be prepared. If I'm going to DVR and I can't watch a show, I don't sometimes don't catch the end of it, and so you have to set it, set it to record a little bit more. You know, I I still find that is one of the funnier things that Dave Meltzer just holds on to. No, they they treat it like a real sport. You never know it's going to end, and then they it's a scripted show. Everyone, it's not a real sport. We all know this. It's not baseball it's not football you can work with the over and well they want it presented like it's you know these matches like they really have if you're losing part of the audience because you have an overrun and you do it every single week either plan for the overrun like nxt does well the station doesn't want to do that well then stop overrunning you can fix it 
No, and you're right. And, and but they, you know, you know they're going to overrun when Tony Schiavone or somebody comes on with five minutes to go and goes, we're going to carry this match until it's completion. What if it goes past ten o'clock? It you know, and, and they they always and then as soon as they say that, it's like, damn it, it's going to cut off if I'm watching it on. I delay. used to like the days where they would say that and then it end like three minutes later and they still have a minute left. And they and that happens still too every once in a while. Yeah. But you know, but still, it was like it's happened but a couple every week. Every week there's an overrun every single week. They got, go past ten o'clock, even if it's just a minute. Every single week they do it. You just got to plan. Pl- you, just, you just got to plan for it. Then just set, set. it's not like they have a hot new show afterwards. It's not even a a, a Chrisley knows best from Dale or anything like that. <laughs> you're playing a movie. It's not total divas. Yeah, I know. You're going into the credits of a movie at the end of the show. You are correct. It's like you know, and that's why they do the overrun is to kind of leak some of the numbers into the next hour. That's uh, I mean, but that's one thing Bob Matthews when I was working with him all the time, he always used to tell me. He's like, well, you know. You don't know how the match is going to end, but you know one thing: it'll be done before the show ends. It's like you are correct, sir. It will be. You know, I always thought that was funny because he's right. It will. You know, there. You know, I remember when I was a kid, they would every once in a while have, "Oh my God, something's breaking free," and then they would end the show. And they used to do that. Was like the Vince Russo crash TV days, where they would, you know. And then you'd have oh, they to would do that in studio yeah. wrestling all the time back and, in the day. Yeah, and then you'd have to watch the next week to see what happened in the you know at the end after the show went off. So and that this was, is what you missed exactly. So, so but yeah, that's one thing you got to keep your attention. I guess I'm going to have to just do a five minute overrun every week now for Dynamite. But I get lucky because Hulu picks it up on its own. I have Hulu Live. Yeah, but I can't program a next minute. Like or right after, I would have to, if I programmed, I would have to record the entire next movie or whatever. So I'd have to look at it every single week. Yeah, yeah, that's true, and and me too. That's exactly how mine works too. And then, so if they have to get you know me- what, I'm not that active a person. No, I don't go through my my guide all the time. No, and sometimes and sometimes you know it's like I like to watch it live, but sometimes it's just not. I can't, and if I trust it to do the whole thing, then I have to go look online for the last two minutes of the match to know what I missed. You know, I mean, if it's celebrating, I don't care. If the match is over and they're celebrating, it cuts off, that's fine. You know, if you, like, last weekend they had uh, Collision and then Battle of the Belts, and they kind of overlapped at the very end. One, you know, if and then I think I did go back, and, you know, Battle of the Belts for some reason doesn't tape every time it's on because they keep giving it a different name. Battle of the Belts IX, you know, they keep changing. So it's like there's no – you can't just say – bad. It's not the worst thing to miss. I, no, apparently not. I, but 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 the end of the match ended, and then the guys were still wandering around the outside of the ring, and then it cut off. So, uh, but uh, Sling automatically, automatically picks up the overrun. Okay, I'll remember that. Uh, Runny did mention that uh, Pete Dunn's back. Uh, you know, Butch no longer is Butch, I guess, after last night's SmackDown. Uh, even though they had talked about Thankfully. it. Thankfully, yeah. I don't know where Butch came from. You know, it's, Vince. Yeah. I know. Like, I didn't even care. It like at first, like, oh, that that's stupid. But it didn't even matter for a while. He played the character very, very well. Kept himself on TV. He didn't. Vince didn't hate him. He didn't send him back. And he started wrestling like Pete Dunne a year ago, anyways. Yeah, he started. Yeah, the finger manipulation and all that stuff. He wasn't tagging, and then apparently he's no longer tagging with. Uh, 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 who was his tag partner? The one that hurt Rich Holland. Yeah, Rich Holland. Who he's now down completely, I guess, in NXT, uh, hurting people again. You know, uh, so 
just terrible to say. But let's jump into some news before we get out of here. I got a lot of news, a lot more news than topics I wanted to talk about, that's for sure. Um, you might remember actor uh, Paul Walter Hauser was on AEW, I think, uh, a couple months ago. He's a guy who he won. He just won an Emmy last week for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Limited or Anthology Series or Movie for the Blackbird miniseries that was going on. And during his acceptance speech on Monday night's uh, Emmys, he mentioned Matt Cardona, uh, Kota Ibushi, and Diamond Dallas Page. You know, th- and this is a guy who's been. I didn't know who he was when he was on AEW TV. They had, you know, when they, well, I, he was backstage for something. I can't remember, but they did slap his name up on the screen. I did not know who he was, but apparently he's friends with everybody in wrestling. Well, he's, he's wrestling Cardona coming up, I believe. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought I saw him that, and he, you know, he was, uh, uh, and which is interesting because Cardona now changed. He's, he, uh, Car- Cardona, uh, won the indie wrestler of the year for a second year in a row, I guess, given out by pro wrestling illustrated. Uh, I think it's PWI that did it, but he was like, he was, he was, he was like holding the the plaques up for the last two years. And he went and changed his uh, group name on uh, Facebook and stuff to his name, Matt Cardona and everything. So Matt, which makes me think Matt Cardona is probably coming back with somebody real soon. I mean, even though he says he makes more money, you know, doing what he's doing now than he ever made with WWE, which I do believe but yeah, okay. So so Mac, so so this guy, Paul Walter Hauser. Congratulations! You might remember him on A. Do you remember? Do you remember DC? You remember that guy when he was? I can't remember why he was on AEW TV. I know that they, uh, he he had won an award last year, and then um, his award became part of a storyline. With uh, who was it stolen by? Wasn't it stolen by? Um, was it stolen by Stokely? I'm trying to remember. I mean, yeah, that's right. I know he had an award and he was like showing it off in the back. And then, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he had the run in with Danhausen. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Danhausen. Where's he gone besides selling t shirts, you know? And uh, hopefully Danhausen will be back uh, sometime soon. But I have a feeling that he was never signed to wrestle. <laughs> now I'm getting that feeling uh, just a little bit. But uh, okay, some other news. Uh, Kota Ibushi announced this past week that he is not signing. Uh, is it Kota Ibushi who said he's not re-signing with New Japan? Oh, no. Okada. Okada is not signing. With- Okada. Ibushi broke his ankle in a match. Uh, this And this- was wrestling on a broken ankle. He wrestled the whole match on a broken ankle. He did that on a moonsault landing. And he, well, not- he, he went into the match with a broken ankle. Oh, and did he? broke his other ankle. And he had to go to the hospital immediately after the match. So Bushi had, you know, uh, he's had to have, he had a broken ankle and he goes, I'm having surgery for a broken ankle on Wednesday. So, uh, good luck healing Kota Bushi. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. Okada who said, I'm not signing with new Japan. And that means he's going to be coming to America. I'm a guessing, uh, who knows? I mean, I think WWE has thrown out some feelers t- to him because, uh, but he was. Well, I mean, it's it's WWE or AEW. Well, he yeah. was he was on uh, he was on. Uh, he's uh, gonna be on Impact this coming week. Yeah, he he had a Motor City Machine Guns shirt on, and he was between the two Motor City Machine Guns. So apparently, he really enjoyed. He did the taping right after, uh, or it was last week, and he did the taping and really enjoyed himself and and made amends to all the stupid crap they put him through years ago. Well, it's good. I mean, he but he, I know that he's there's both major companies are interested in him. 
uh, you know, uh, we'll see. But he is going to be on Impact or TNA next week. So if you gonna- so just just a quick question, I've seen this posed by other people, so I'm not going to take full credit for it. But if you have Jay White and say Okada signs with AEW, and you have Osprey and AEW, why are you doing Forbidden Door? <laughs> There's no Forbidden Door anymore. Yeah, you know, yeah. You're, you're right. For the for the fringe guys who come, I don't know. Yeah, that could that could stop it. It would have to it would have to be something different. It have to be like maybe Forbidden Door to the Indies in the U.S. It wouldn't it wouldn't have that New Japan thing doesn't. And when does New Japan get PO'd at uh, AEW for signing all their guys who don't want to sign with them? I was wondering about that because they have the relationship where they allow their guys to work AEW. Well, I mean, when they when AEW first started. They wouldn't let people work AEW because of the Bucks and Omega leaving. Yeah. And it took a long time to get that relationship going. Now every single person who leaves signs with them. What's what what when are they when's enough enough? Yeah, you're right. No, you're right. It's like uh yeah, I don't that's a good question because I think that uh um I was thinking about that too because I saw that question posted earlier this week and it's like, yeah, aren't they kind of like losing all their like stars? You know, or, you know, I mean, the stars in their prime, that's the whole thing, you know, like. It's it's good you get the, the return, you get some one-offs, you get your Danielson, you get your Moxley and stuff like that. <clears throat> but that's, what, a handful of times a year? You have a whole year to fill with people and you're losing your main stars. Yeah, yeah, it's not, It's I don't think it's good for them. I, I, it's interesting is this week on New Japan Pro Wrestling TV, we got the Danielson-Okada match from uh from japan and it was like wow it was insane it was like uh it was just crazy you know and it's danielson is wrestling tonight you know we're gonna get to that in a minute i guess as i go through the news but uh yeah that's a good question you know uh some other news and we'll just go wwe away a little bit so i'm not like biased against for AEW. Brock Lesnar is set to make his comeback on WWE television in the near future. They're expecting him at the Royal Rumble next week. I don't know if he'll be on TV before the Royal Rumble, but uh, I expect to see Brock Lesnar very soon. He's been off since he lost to Cody Rhodes at SummerSlam. That's, what, six months ago? Uh, at least. Come on, Gunter match. Come on, Gunter match. Come on, Gunter. Yeah, well, they... Gunter is going to Big be in. meaty men slapping meat. Gunter did yes. come out in the uh, in, in, with his return and said he's in the Royal Rumble. So uh, I don't know. We'll see. We might have a uh, maybe we'll get a little bit of a test between Gunter and uh, Lesnar and the in the match. So I think that's not a bad thing at all. Um, like I said, Okada is ex- his. Oh, I did mention Okada leaving New Japan. His contract does expire January thirty first. So we'll see what where where he goes, but uh, there will be. He's, he's doing a couple of shows afterwards as well. He's signed up. I think he's facing uh, Tanahashi at one of them, but there's a couple in February he's doing as well. So he could be free for WrestleMania, right? I'm just saying if WWE wants to. I mean, and WWE has from what from what I've read that WrestleMania is really the only appeal to him as a, for joining WWE. He wants to be at WrestleMania. Well, I, he might get his wish if he's a free agent. We will see. Um, tonight, if you're watching AEW Collision, we've got a few matches that are planned for you. We've got Eddie Kingston and Ortiz versus Brian Danielson and Claudio Castronoli. We have Buddy Matthews versus Daniel Garcia. Daniel Garcia getting a lot of work on Collision as well. 
the return of John Moxley. He's going to be taking on Shane Taylor from Ring of Honor. And Adam Copeland has the open challenge again. <clears throat> That's if you have no life and you're home at 8 o'clock on, on Saturday, which I might be. Who knows? Uh, I'll be home at 8 o'clock Saturday. Yeah. I, yeah, it's yeah. it's DVRing though. I'm supposed yeah, it's DVR. I'm, I'm supposed to, football on. I'm supposed to go to the Amherst game tonight, so I'm going to see the Amherst. Um, uh, let's see, Rennie's like Ric Flair was interviewed last Monday night. I saw that on the the playoff game between Tampa Bay, uh, the Tampa Bay playoff game, and I saw that, and he wooed, and freaking everyone started laughing. I saw that. I thought he was a Falcons fan. Yeah, I don't know. I could have sworn he's done stuff with the Falcons in the past. He's a fan of whoever will pay him to come in. Well, he was Very also true. he was also I mean he was he was like the first guy with uh, the Carolina Panthers too, wasn't he? That too, yeah. Yeah, he was. I remember he because he they he was they're the all in the same division. That's he, not allowed. Yeah, he licensed his woo to them. I remember that when uh, they and so that and he would do the woo on their screen. You could see it from the highway driving by, the Ric Flair woo. Uh, I saw that on Monday night, and I'm just like, what? What? Why? I, I don't get this connection. Why? Like, they use someone to use someone else. Use Hogan. At least he's lived in Tampa forever. Uh, Hogan was too busy saving someone with a pen. For, apparently, if you don't know, what I'm talking about Hogan. You know, apparently has these outrageous stories all the time. Uh, no, this one's legit. <laughs> oh, is it? There's, there's photo evidence. Covered. Yeah, he legit saved a, a girl's life from a car crash with a pen. He popped the airbag with a pen, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I wasn't going to imagine that like you're in a car, you've been in a serious accident, you're all disoriented, and then you just hear, give me your hand, brother. Yeah. <laughs> do you know, uh, someone, I was talking Hulk with, Hogan? I was talking with someone, this is a little tangent, I'll do just for a second, but do you know that airbags cause more damage to people than, than save lives? Uh, uh, they they're in, they're supposed to cause damage, but would you rather have a bruised, uh, broken rib, or would you rather have your head through a windshield? And that's the whole thing is it's it's meant to save people's faces from going through the windshields, but you know idiots who like put their feet up on the dashboards when you're driving, and then you imagine an airbag going off and like kind of smushing them flat, you know, with their legs by yeah. their head. No, those things are not to be played with. There's explosives that go off when they when they go. It's not just like filling with straight up air. There's an explosion that goes off. I was at uh, watch, watch the videos of people that sit on them. Oh yeah, they're hilarious. <laughs> is it kind of like they get launched ten feet in is, the air? Did you ever see the video of the two kids playing on the bed and the dad jumps on it and it's like going an air mattress and the kids shoot up into the ceiling? <laughs> you hear everyone screaming, something like that. Well, I, the reason I say that is that yesterday in the, my at my job, we they, we were warned by an email that there was going to be some banging or uh, little explosion sounds going off because they were showing in our in our in the uh, in the uh, collision shop how what happens when an airbag goes off to the students, and it's like and how dangerous it is, and they've seen the videos, and it's like, but yeah, yeah. So Hulk Hogan actually, I thought he was just making crap up again. No, that, you one, know, that you know, one is. The first legitimate story he's told in probably twenty years. <laughs> I was gonna say because you well, was it Hulk Hogan or was it Terry Bollea? Yeah, I don't well, was know. Was the pen ten inches or was it you know a normal pen? I think he's getting kind of like welcomed or he's being allowed back into T WWE TV because I thought I saw him on some sort of package video the other day where he was in, you know, making comments. It's not that I want to see it, but it's happening. 
What are they considering it like the 40th anniversary of Hulkamania this year or something? There's yeah, something. They're going to do something. Yeah, there's something going on, and they he, they had him sitting down doing an interview, and it's like. I just can't believe anything that comes out of that guy's mouth, though, because he's like, you know, he was like the bass player in Metallica, apparently, but he had to turn it down. <laughs> it's like, okay, right, Hogan. <laughs> yeah. He, he's, he brought Simon Cowell to the States. He did all sorts of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he, he, I kind of believe that because it was when they were making the wrestling album, and it's like they needed someone to produce it. Uh, maybe, maybe there's some legitimacy behind that. Cause I know Simon Cowell had something to do with wrestling albums. So he was part of the producer, but he, he didn't move to the States and, you know, become a big Hulk Hogan friend because of it. No, no, but, but, you know, I, I, him being the bass player in Metallica. Yeah. I just, when I started hitting, you know, I just story story. Let's get back to news. Sorry. I, I, I did venture off. If you're watching SmackDown next Friday night, you got to line up for matches too. We're going to get the Austin theory, Carmelo Hayes match again. This time we're going to finish it like it was supposed to, and not with their two heads colliding in midair and both of them, and then throwing up the X symbol. I'm glad they're both okay. You know, I mean, it's like, but it was a scary situation on live TV. So yeah, Theory got a concussion out of it, so it was the right call to stop the match. And Carmelo Hayes already wrestled on Tuesday, so he was he's okay. I don't know if there was anybody at fault for that when you watch it. I think it's just they rushed it, and it was like uh, yeah, it's, they just didn't get over. I think uh, Carmelo's didn't get it far enough away from him when they were coming down. So that's been Theory's issue the whole time. He can't get over. Hey, <laughs> but a bang. So we're gonna get that. Ahead, everybody, we're gonna get that. This is the go home edition, by the way, of Friday Night SmackDown before, um, before the of course the Royal Rumble last weekend. So we get Theory, Carmelo Hayes. We get the final testament against the trio of Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. What danger you weren't. You were here last week. Do we all talk? Do we talk about the Final Testament? What do you think about that group? It's fine. I mean, we talked about the week before. It's yeah, it's well, fine. Obviously, after one week, we know now the mouthpiece is carrying cross. Yeah, which I don't know if I mean you know. Okay. Paul Ellering's the eye candy. Yeah, Paul Ellering's obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I didn't know we were going to get Carrying Cross as the mouthpiece for this whole group every time. I thought Ellering was going to come out, and you know, I mean, be like, what else is he there for except to manage the authors of pain? You know, shark cages, He's, stuff like that. Things where he'll disappear after a while, right? Uh, you know, um, uh, we all, also we're getting the Kabuki Warriors versus Caden Carter and Katana Chance. Uh, that was kind of made at the end of uh, last night's show. And we get Carlito versus Santo Escobar. You know, uh, I, that ought to be fun. Uh, that was an interesting match last night with Carlito getting rolled up very quickly in a one, two, three count. Um, if you hadn't watched yet, ignore what I just said. So <laughs> it's not, it's not spoilers. It was a live event. It was a live event. So um, some other news, uh, Randy Orton hitting an RKO tradition continues in pro wrestling's greatest crossover the vipers done it again orton makes an appearance in eladio carrion's new music video for a track entitled rko in the video orton pops out of nowhere and hits his signature maneuver on a cameraman who's trying to take photos of eladio's at the pitcher's mound uh, the two have had a brief exchange which end up with orton kicking the unconscious cameraman on his way out uh, it's, if you haven't watched it it's pretty entertaining is it because <laughs> Not only does he hit the RKO on the camera guy, but then he fanboys out, and then he's like, "Oh, I'll, I'll, I just got running my car to get my baseball cap and a pen, uh, you know, sharpie. Can you can you sign for me?" And then as he's going to get it, and the guy's like 
played him off like I Orton wouldn't defend. You dealt with Orton as a fan, so we know how this works. Yeah. And then he, he just kicks the hammer guy out of nowhere. It was fantastic. Randy Orton uh, had some comments this past week about CM Punk, which I thought were interesting because he has no opinion on Punk coming back. Uh, you know, I mean, he he didn't really say anything. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. He's, you know, he, he's like, uh, he doesn't care, to be honest with you. I just think the older Orton who doesn't care about anything and just kind of goes and has fun. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Well, that's, that's the one that was stuck with Matt Riddle, though, you know? It's like... Uh, no, he, he gave Riddle a lot of credit. He goes, if it wasn't for Riddle, I would have been off TV a lot quicker. And Riddle, Riddle was, uh, after having his first match back in wrestling, had some nice things to say about Randy Orton after it, too. So, the, uh, But I still see those uh, 420 bro shirts all over WWE TV whenever the people are in the crowd. So the, people don't forget who they are. You know, who knows? Maybe Riddle will be brought back if he straightens himself out a little bit and stops getting, you know, hammered every time he goes someplace and making a, a fool of himself in, in airports and stuff, you know? I mean, the Usos get to do it. Why can't he? Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> the Usos didn't accuse TSA of sexual assault, though. No, that's true. It's That was weird, though. Uh, interesting last night. Well, at least, at least Riddle was going to have somebody get him to his next event as opposed to getting behind the wheel. Yeah. That's true. true. But the Uso did get off on that last uh, DWI charge. Okay, okay. Did you, about all the previous ones. By the way, did you see uh, uh, Roman Reigns last night yelling yeet at, uh, at Jay? Was it Jay? Jimmy? Uh, Jimmy? Jimmy. Yeah, he was yelling yeet at him. It was like, he, he goes, get your yeets together or whatever. It was like, what is it? I thought that was pretty interesting. You know, they, he was like having a meltdown with his people. And then Solo said, I'll take care of everything or whatever. And proceeded to get beat in the ring that night. So I very much see Nick Aldis wrestling at some point. Yeah, me too. I mean, he was wrestling when he came to the company, you know, I mean, guy's got a million dollar body. He's like, you know, like, uh, like, like that Alex Hammerstone. I mean, underneath his nice suit and everything, he's like, it looks like he man, you know? Um, <clears throat> but that's how he was in T and, you know, when he was in TNA too. And when he was in NWA or whatever else he was, he had floating around and, Apparently, people think that because he's there now, that he, people who are friends with him, that they'll bring him in. So, so EC3 thinks that, you know, oh, Nick Aldis is there. I'll be there real soon. So, who knows? I think EC3 is, like, it's trying to get back into WWE. So, we'll see what happens. I don't think he ever got a chance. So, but uh, Has he finished fighting with himself? Yeah, I don't know. He's, he's, he's his own. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. Does he that. control his narrative? He does control yes. his narrative. So some other news, uh, WWE's uh, chief content officer, Triple H, uh, revealed the poster for the Elimination Chamber recently, and the show will be taking place from the Opt Optus Stadium in Perth. And guess what? It's on at 5 a.m. here on the East Coast. So if you want to watch that pay-per-view, it's going to be a 5 a.m. start time, uh, which, you know, I don't think bodes well for East Coast. or West Coast, it's two. So you're, you know, you know. I don't know about that. What do you think about that? I mean, we've had those early shows before, the one, you know, the but not that early. So I've I've seen people from like England talk about this and they're very ecstatic about it because it's like 10 a.m. their time. <laughs> yeah. So they're they're happy. They actually get to watch something at a normal time ish. Uh that's the good thing about having it on uh, on these streaming services. You can watch it a couple hours later. No, you're right, you're right. But you want to watch it live, don't you? You know, I mean Get up at, Just turn off all the alerts on any of the apps you have that would give you spoilers. True. True, true, true. So 
but especially yeah. Bleacher Report. So this this uh-huh. pay-per-view is taking place in Perth, Australia. So sometimes it's almost a day ahead of us at times, I think. I remember UFC used to run their pay-per-view so that it would be at 10 o'clock Eastern time every time. And so when they did the ones from Australia, they were rushed. They were fighting at like 4 in the morning. Yeah, it was yeah. nuts time. And it would still have a full arena. Yeah, and, but it, to me, it's like, how it, it, you could definitely tell it was like in the middle of the night because it was quiet, you know? Like, yeah. But yeah, the UFC would always make sure that the East Coast was ten o'clock. So it's like, what WWE doesn't care. So, but they're a worldwide product. So you know, why not do it whenever you want? So I thought that was interesting. They they got paid by Australia (laughs) to be there. They're going to sell sixty thousand tickets or whatever to this thing. They've got over forty five thousand sold already. I should say. Supposedly, The Rock's going to be on it. I've seen cards where The Rock's name was on it. I heard he's not going to be there, and Roman's not going to be there. And- no. I, well, I also heard that Rock could be added to Cody and Roman at WrestleMania. That's only They would not take Cody out. They would make it a three-way. Uh, I think they should. it should be one night and then dumb. the other night. Yeah. If they're, if they're intent on doing it at WrestleMania, it should be Rock one night and Cody one night, and Cody should be night two. I agree, but you do you think that Roman should wrestle two night two man two nights then? It makes up for them not wrestling the rest of the year, doesn't it? <laughs> Probably. Especially the thing is he's gonna take time off afterwards. He's not gonna be a backlash. And especially if he's going to lose, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean he doesn't need to be on t- you know TV for a while after that. Uh, interesting. Yeah, and you know, I think we'll see what happens. We're getting closer. I mean, it's you know, believe it or not, it's the twentieth of January. So it's, uh, you know, Royal Rumble's next week. I know. And it's, we're almost into February and WrestleMania is not that far away. I'm still dust pon- off the balls. I'm still, yeah, I'm yeah, still, I gotta go dig them out. I'm still pondering, uh, of, of going to WrestleMania. Cause I have so much extra time uh, in my job that I could go to WrestleMania. I mean, uh, there's tickets are still for sale. Do you want to go to WrestleMania in Philly? I know Lincoln field. Yeah. I don't know. I might Especially with all those sad, bitter Eagles fans right now. <laughs> it's a five hour drive. I you loved know? watching that. <laughs> I didn't, it didn't surprise me to be honest with you. That, that, that result from that game. Uh, no, it didn't. Re- it, it surprised me. It was that much of a beat down that early, but. Mad dog just asked, is Nigel McGinnis too old or hurt to wrestle anymore? And I heard Nigel was getting back in shape to wrestle. So I heard he was, but I heard they were going to like, it would be an all in. It'd be like a one time only type deal. And he wasn't hurt. He got, uh, um, what is it? Not, uh, uh, blood disease. What was it that he, he, uh, um, I can't remember what's it called, but Abdullah apparently gave out to oh, hepatitis. Hepatitis. I think he has hepatitis and I think that's why he can't wrestle anymore. I remember it was like, cause he was in TNA Remember, and they were using him. And then all Oops. of a sudden, he was signing with WWE and it came up in his, uh, physical, whatever it was came up in his physical. Yeah. And, and it may be hepatitis. Nothing has been, you know, I mean, HIPAA says we don't know what it was, but, uh, that's, that's what they, we heard, but, but you know, it was unfortunately stopped his great career because he was just about to explode, uh, you know, and he does great as commentary. I'll take him as that as well. But, uh, uh, yeah, some other news. Uh, it seems more likely than not that Mercedes Monet will make her AEW debut soon. Uh, like I, we've mentioned before, her WWE uh, negotiations fell through, apparently uh, based on money. 
unable to reach an agreement with WWE. Uh, looks like AEW is maybe the only choice for Monet, and Monet's arrival is expected imminent, according to those in the promotion. So I would think they would save it for something big against WWE, something big in the WWE week. So it could happen this week with a Royal Rumble going on. I don't know. They had really great numbers on their um, on last week's Dynamite. They, I mean, they always float between like eight hundred thousand and a million people every week, <clears throat> and sometimes it, like the week before, it was like seven ninety something, and it shot up to eight eight hundred seventy thousand this past week. So they saw it as like a you know an eighty thousand. Uh, you know, swing between the two weeks. They said, and so they, you know, and then, you know, it also, and for their target audience, they do very well. Uh, I mean, all wrestling does for their target audience, you know, but there's, they do very well. And uh, so Tony Khan was bragging about their numbers this past week, but uh, they, they, they fluctuate a lot. They, but I think Monet, if they have any idea Monet's coming, it might, you know, might, you might get that million again, like when Punk showed up, you know, I think that may have been the last time. Uh, no, they've they've had a million. Uh... There's there's a lot of people who disagree with that statement as well. Really, you don't think Monet would? Yeah. Draw? yeah? Well, go ahead, go ahead. I mean, you know, you don't think she would? Uh, she she's a, ne- a needle mover. I want to see it happen, but I don't think they'll pop a million for Monet. But they would have to know in advance. That's the whole thing. The TNA or the, the AEW never lets you know who, when a big, you know, and I mean, Punk was hard not to, okay, Chicago and whatnot. But, you know, they don't ever like tease anything where, like, you know, it's like someone's debut is, you know, so people can actually plan to watch it because they're a fan, you know? So, you know, so it's hard to tell with them because people show up and it's like, oh, you know, like, remember, like, when Edge showed up, Edge didn't move the needle at all when he showed up. He moves even less now. Yeah, well, that's why he's doing these challenges on on Saturday nights, you know, uh, which is a shame. I like listen. I like him. I like what he's doing because he's trying. I mean, he's showing you he's trying, you know, and he's here. He's committed to the company. I'll give him credit. I give. I you know, I may not be a huge fan, but he's trying, you know. And I mean, you know, especially when he like wore the Brody Lee shirt out last week, you gotta give him you know kudos to that. And by the way, what'd you think of the Briscoe tribute this week? Uh, they showed some shots from their very first year with Ring of Honor where they had hair and they looked normal and everything. They were kids when they started Ring of Honor. Yeah. I remember they watching were, Ring of Honor they way were, back then. Yeah, they were too young to wrestle outside of Pennsylvania or something. Mark was. Yeah. Mark was. Yeah. Mark was 16 and Jay was 18, I believe. Yeah, they were showing some of those shots they showed, you know, and his family being there. Uh, you know, on uh, on the ramp and everything. Oh, I thought it was it was very well done. Yeah. You know, following up the week before with Brody Lee's, you know, tribute and everything. So we're just, I thought, you know, it was a year ago that he did die in a terrible car accident. So, you know, I mean, we, we, he former Ring of Honor champion. They showed like all the respect between all those wrestlers when he was a champion, you know, like after the matches and stuff. So I thought that was a, a great tribute, by the way. So I, I did want to talk about that for a second. Sorry, I'm just reading messages. Hey, Mad Dog, I do want to do a shout out. Mad Dog's in the chat room right now. He's like, uh, he's the one who asked about Nigel McGinnis. So thank you for the message. Uh, yeah, reach for the sky, bro. So, so, uh, so, so we'll see. I guess we'll see when Monet shows up if it does anything. 
I did mention Will Osprey earlier on the show when he wrestled with uh, Impact this past week. It's a snowplow dog. It's okay. Uh, and Osprey, uh, he's wrapping up his time with New Japan. He'll be joining AEW real soon. The official announcement was made, of course, at Full Gear last year that he signed with AEW. Scheduled to appear at Revolution in Greensboro and will become a regular on TV starting in February. So Revolution, which, of course, takes place in March. And DC, you already got your tickets to that, right? DC will be that's awesome. You can see Sting's last match against the Bucks and I don't I don't yeah, I'm happy for them and everything. I don't know if I uh I I would hope that Sting would have, you know, wrestled his last match against somebody more prominent in his his, his personal history, but that's just me. I you know. But they also the issue with that is everyone prominent in his history is the same age he is. Yeah, he's not wrestling Lex Luger. <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, he's not wrestling Ric Flair. He, uh, as much as Rick would want that to happen. Yeah. He's not. Yeah. So are the, are the, are the bucks still do a title shot because of their win? Oh yeah. You're right. I didn't think about that. They are. So that match could be a title shot. Yeah. Be a tag title match. Well, we got one last week with sting, you know, why not put one on pay-per-view maybe, and maybe he'll win it. You know, maybe they'll let him go out with a tag belt. Interesting. It, very interesting. So, but they will be the Bucks, apparently. That looks what it looks to be sure. Um, let's see, some other news. Kenny Omega, uh, we, we found out last month he's got issues with diverticulitis. He still has not had surgery for it, um, and he's, but he was hospitalized for a while. His inflammation was so bad he couldn't make the decision whether to have the operation. Uh, remember that what they do is they go in and they take out the, the irritated portion of your lower, of your lower intestine with diverticulitis. Uh, Brock Lesnar had the surgery. Uh, and ended pretty much ended his UFC career or, or just about ended it except for uh, Mike, that Mike Hunt, uh, that Mike, was it Mike Huntley that fought? I think at uh, UFC 200. He fought over, over him right after and then fought yeah. uh, Mark Hunt. Yeah, Mark Hunt, that's right. And over him kicked him. Yeah. In, in, Definitely not Mike. Right. Yeah, not Mike. <laughs> Sorry. No. <laughs> so he's, in a, he's in a parking lot, if you've seen him. Okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, but over him kicked him right in the scar. What's that? Yeah, he kicked him in the scar over and over. That's how he beat him. It's like and he was barely healthy enough to fight and you know which was probably probably a big mistake on on brock lesnar's if you ever asked him he could have waited but uh, i think there was a lot of pressure by dana to fight that on that two car 200 because he one thing about brock lesnar is he may not have won every fight but every fight he was on made over a million buys and uh and that was uh that's money in the pocket for the guys who run the company and they like when you get a million buys they don't get anywhere near that anymore there's no big stars, no huge stars like there used to be in UFC. I mean, I say that there might be, but I don't think there are, to be honest with you. There's no, <laughs> there's guys who are great at fighting in UFC, but they don't have the personalities that were there around that time. You, I mean, you have your John Jones still, but who else is he going to fight? The reason they're, they have him against Stipe is because they need to have another name in there. Yeah, well, and, and Conor McGregor's fighting the next UFC after Yeah, no one cares one. about Conor McGregor. He's a punk. <laughs> well, he, he's fighting a guy who made his name not in UFC, but in strike force and other places. So we'll see what happened. You know, we'll see what happens. Uh, but, uh, 
Yeah, that there's. I think Connor still probably has drawing power. You know, I mean, obviously he talks a good game. You know, there's those are the guys who draw are the ones who talk a good game. Brock Lesnar just beat people, but he would draw a million. And I guess Dana wants him for three hundred, which is coming up, I think, in July. And we haven't seen anything yet. And you know, I mean, he's supposed to be like. I a, think his I think his point days are over. He might be there in person, but I think Brock Lesnar's his mid forties now. There's no need to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's no need, and he knows that. I think he said after his last fight he was done. Remember, because I, I believe he tested positive for something, and Mark Hunt was really pissed off because because uh, he beat him, you know? Yeah. You know, I don't know. We'll, we will see. But uh, I did want to throw that out there that uh, he but he is Brock Lesnar. Uh, I, I, and the reason Brock Lesnar came up is because he had diverticulitis as well as Kenny Omega. So, yeah. Uh, Ash by Elegance gets her debut for for match for TNA Impact coming up this weekend, January twentieth. In fact, uh, taping for the TNN TNA Impact show. It's going to be on Access TV. Ash by Elegance uh, debuted on Hard to Kill pay per view. Dana Brooke, you might remember her name as uh, in WWE. Dana Brooke has come out and said that nobody had confidence in her at all in WWE and. I guess we'll see. Who knows? You know, I mean, sometimes that's where people go to TNA for is to re, re, you know, reinvigorate their career by showing people they can do what, you know, they were held back from doing, you know, I don't, what do you think danger? No, I, I will give her every benefit of the doubt to go there and do her thing. Uh, I didn't like what she did in WWE. That's, that's me. Uh, we'll see what she can do. I, you know, it's, it's completely different. And what she was doing, so that's something. She's not doing the gremlin, uh, <laughs> the female. She's gar- very athletically gifted, but she she rivals Natalia for charismatic black holes. You are correct. Yeah, no, you're right. You know, and it's like, and she and she even went back down to NXT. You know, to to reinvigorate. And she was doing better stuff down there, but she wasn't pulling what Mandy Rose did when she went down there where she just completely redid everything. Yeah. But I, did Mandy Rose ever wrestle? <laughs> I mean, she got the title and then just floated on it for a long time and then would wrestle every once in a while, be Cora Jade or someone else. So, uh, but yeah, so we'll see what Ash by elegance does, uh, uh, when on this week's show talked a little bit about black Taurus. I think that's how his name is, uh, leaving a triple a and now, uh, apparently being signed by uh, AEW. Black Taurus had wrestled in AEW. I remember seeing that, that giant bull head coming down the uh, the ramp before. Um, it, I guess there's some technicalities on the name, and it might just come. Might just be joining uh, AEW as Taurus. Uh, be, uh, but I'm not sure exactly. But you look to see Black Taurus coming soon. Uh, to AEW again this time working with them they have some great uh, luchadors kind of coming from AAA there's I mean there's there was an open relationship with them as well apparently AEW signing everybody from AAA as well as New Japan so probably making a lot of people mad spending dad's money Tony you know I don't know if it make much of a difference but it'll be probably be part of group you know I mean you know you lose Andrade you get Black Taurus you know we'll see what happens you know uh, Bullet Club Gold uh, one, are your new our Ring of Honor six-man tag team uh, champions. I didn't expect that. The Bang Bang Gang winning this past week. Um, I yeah, I like I kind of like 
their introduction. I hate to say that, but when they like stand in a circle and they have a camera going around them and stuff, it kind of reminds me a They're, little. I've I've become a big fan of the the whole group, and I really like. I like the guns. I'm sorry. I like the guns. <laughs> I think they're good. Well, I mean, they're 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 teamed up with the right people. I will give them that. DC, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, they're they're finally in the right place. They're so, surrounding themselves with you know someone other than their father. They're they're breaking away from that, but their whole attitudes and personas, you know, fit in in that group with Juice and White. Yeah. Do, do we think that they still need to be part of the uh, Bang Bang Acclaimed or whatever they were going to go by? <laughs> I mean, there's going to have to be some kind of team up to take on the kingdom. Yeah. No, you're right. Oh, that's true. That's true. The kingdom, you know, the... Uh, hmm. I think I, we'll see them, you know, I mean, maybe they, they, they let bygones be bygones. And plus, they've all got guns in them, you know? Billy and his kids, you know? Austin and uh, the other one and, uh, you know, and the skipper and professor and Marianne, you know? Uh, so, uh, but I, I do like that. I do like that, that shot where they, you know, their introduction where they're spinning around him. It kind of reminds me a little bit of, um, that 70s show where they are smoking pot in the basement and they go, <laughs> they go face to face with a camera, you know, as they're spinning around. If you didn't know that, then you, you just learned something about that 70s show. That's what that whole scene's about every week. Okay. They're in the basement smoking pot. Okay. I hope I didn't surprise anybody. Thanks, Grandpa Cash. <laughs> when I was a kid, we would sit down in the basement and we would. No, no. Okay. So uh, they were smoking the pot. They were smoking the pot. So that's all I got in the news. I can't think of anything else we want to talk about. I'm sure if uh, the artiste was here, he would tell us about the ESW show that was last night, where apparently every belt changed hands. Uh, I saw a, uh, I saw a, and two cold Scorpio was there and two cold Scorpio was there flash funk <laughs> and the funkadelics. No, no, no. Um, no, yeah, no, it wasn't flash funk. It was two cold Scorpio and it was, and you know what, where they were, I think it was Niagara falls. I bet you it was too cold too outside. You know, I mean, it, I, when I get done with the show today, I've pro I haven't shoveled the, since last weekend. So my driveway is like super high. And uh, like the like the kids on that '70s show, I got to go out and I got to sweep it off. So you know, um, that was a bad bad really. But is there anything we're missing? We should talk about. Was there anything this past week that we thought was great? I mean, we got Collision tonight. If you're going to watch it, there's, you definitely don't want to miss that. Um, got the Buffalo Bills tomorrow at six thirty. Uh, playing yep. the can't playing the Swifties. Uh, if you want to see Taylor Swift uh, in Buffalo, you will get that opportunity tomorrow. Um, what do you think is going to happen, Danger? I mean, it's a tough game. They're always very close. Bills beat them in uh, Kansas City earlier this year. I'm not saying anything because I lost a bet saying the Bills were going to miss the playoffs when they were 6-6. Six and six. <laughs> So I am... I am super pessimistic about everything. So you're just like the Eagles then, right? It's like you, you we lose. No, we broke the Eagles. <laughs> Probably, um, yeah. uh, uh, no. No, you guys won the game. No, their no, last, their last, no, no, no. Don't even start. No, no. <laughs> and if it the 49ers broke the Eagles. The Eagles beat the Bills. Thank you very much. DC. Yeah, what? so did. Every every year, Buffalo loses a game like that to an NFC team. They lost to Arizona. Arizona didn't win another game that year. Philadelphia went down the tubes after they beat Buffalo. 
Uh, last year, I forgot who it was, but it's the same type of deal. But two year, a couple years ago, it was Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl afterwards, but Buffalo got right with that. Yeah. But it's always Buffalo takes an NFC team to overtime. They lose the game, and that NFC team does nothing afterwards. But Sean Hockley also incorrectly ruled on a fumble in that game that would have ended the game in overtime anyways because well, A.J. Brown caught that ball. If it feels you, it makes you feel any better, the Cowboys pretty much, you know, laid an egg too. So, you know, uh, and they and they lost to the Bills. I think we all but- saw that coming. <laughs> Last weekend was the best weekend to see crappy fan bases get it thrown in their faces. D.C., you got Green Bay this weekend. I mean, Green Bay did – the way they played, they they were juggernaut last weekend. What do you, do you – I mean, obviously, you guys have rested. And, and of course, uh, the M, the Mr. MVP, uh, our, who I think should be the MVP at McCafferty, he, he's healthy, he's ready to go. I was going to say, Lamar Odom's playing the first game today. <laughs> no, I think – that's not who I think should be MVP, but that's who's going to end up winning. Seriously, because I think McCafferty should, with all the touchdowns he had this year, you know. Uh, backs don't win it anymore. Yeah, I don't know. He 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 was a difference in many many games for them. So, but uh, the Forty ers are the better team. They should win. Would I be surprised if the Packers won? No. Will I be disappointed if the Forty ers lose? Absolutely. But I have a silver lining already to go in my pocket. Okay. Part of me thinks. It would be absolutely hilarious for Jordan Love to do in his first season what Aaron Rodgers couldn't do in 12, and that's beat the 49ers in the playoffs. Ooh. I, I'm not going to – you know what? I think that the 49ers have a uh, paved uh, row, a paved pathway to the Super Bowl. I think it's The should... three teams I was worried about facing got eliminated last weekend. Yeah. The Rams, yeah. the Eagles, and the Cowboys. Yeah, but the Cowboys, oh, if you, you would have played them at home, it would have been nothing, you know. And the Eagles, you know, Eagles hadn't didn't win a game after they beat Buffalo. So it's only my only worries for the 49ers is it's been two weeks since anyone worth anything has played a game that means anything. Except for and the that, Packers. That, and we saw in the the uh, I know baseball is different, but we saw in Major League Baseball every team that had that tie lost their next series but to, but the counterpoint that means kyle shanahan has had a lot of time to scheme and people got yeah. time people got he's, time to get healthy overrated as well you got you no oh, no, no no you know, no 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 Bills fans. <laughs> he no no, no shanahan no. is not that good of a coach I think he has I would a take good Shan- I would take Shanahan over the Bills coach. Hey, listen, Washington. I'd take Shanahan over McCarthy. Washington wanted Shanahan, and Anyone they couldn't get him. Over McCarthy, except for Jerry Jones, who apparently just wants to disappoint his <laughs> fan base repeatedly. And by the way, did anybody see the meme with uh, Bill Belichick coming out in a Cowboys jersey at halftime of that game? They, and it said, if Vince yes, McMahon that was quite funny. If Vince McMahon was if Vince McMahon was booking this game, Bill Belichick would have been the coach in the second half of that game, but. But, uh, that's cashing in at halftime. Yeah, that that was hilarious. Um, I think, yeah, who knows? I think the 49ers have got – now, I think Green Bay made it an easier walk for them to get to the Super Bowl. We'll see what happens in the game. At least I'm sure it'll be competitive. But uh, 49ers defense is insane, man. You, you know, I don't think you got the same uh, – the Cowboys defense will look terrible against Green Bay, especially the pass rush. Jordan Love was all over the place. I don't think it's going to be the same way when you go up against the 49ers. They've got guys who are – 
will, who will catch love and bring him down. So uh, we'll, we will see what happens. Uh, uh, but I'm rooting for the, the Bills against Kansas City. It's going to be a tight one. <clears throat> I will say that. You know, it should be tight. should be close. And Just it, once, I don't want a tight one. I don't want one either, but it, last week was, and you know what? If that if they get if that's the way they win, you know, it's a wins a win. <clears throat> a wins a win. But last week also, everyone's like, "Oh, Buffalo's coming back in the game." It was literally their fifth and sixth linebacker and their fifth, sixth, and seventh cornerbacks. I know, and everyone's hurt, and so who knows what's going to happen? I'm a Washington fan, and in the 19, and this is going to show you how close things were. In the 1983 year, there was a there was a uh, a strike, and and they played nine games in the regular season, and Washington's kicker. Uh, won like five of those games with field goals in the last drive of the game, and he ended up getting MVP of the league for a kicker because because it came down to like the last kick of the game. He won like five games. They ended up winning the Super Bowl against Miami that year. Um, but but that was uh, but you're never going to see anything like that. But that was those were all tight uh, games, you know. Nothing changes. Miami losing a game that means something. <laughs> well, it was a Super Bowl too. So, but uh, I'm just saying that it was like uh, Mark Mosley. That was his name. He was a kicker for Washington, and it was you're never going to see anything like that again. But tight games, you know, create you know character, you know. And I think, you you know, I hope. well, yes, but my heart can't take that many of. Them. I know, I know. It's like it's like watch me watching Yankees and Red Sox games that back when they were like. Do you have like a Fitbit or anything where like we could see your pulse rate after a game. <laughs> I don't think that would be healthy for anybody. I don't think so either. I definitely don't. So we're going to get out of here. We've gone way too long in the last 10 minutes has been football talk. So uh, or no, but we are rooting for D- DC. I'm rooting for your 49ers. I still want that Bills <laughs> Niners Super Bowl. Oh, I would like that as well. I think if, if somehow Buffalo can win this weekend, if somehow – then, then going down to Baltimore or wherever they'll play the next game, I think, or it could be in Buffalo, the championship, if Baltimore gets beat by Houston. I don't know. Houston destroyed the, the Cleveland Browns, but I don't know. I don't know if that was just because Cleveland was like way overrated and you're also working with Flacco as your quarterback who, you know, had been retired and whatnot. Until Lamar wins a playoff game, I'm not going to take them as a lock to win. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's true. He's 0 and 4. He's got a home game. He's playing Houston. We'll see what happens. It's going to be some great games this weekend, folks. That's for sure. You know, I was I was shocked at. Uh, I mean, I wasn't shocked at Philadelphia losing, but I was shocked at the Cowboys losing, like the way they did. How it got. You know, they they just kept racking up touchdowns as they were in the first half. And it's like, come on, Cowboys. So you, you know, where, where's this team? You know, this destroyed the Washington Commanders. The you know, first, three weeks the first ago. Time I saw it. The first time I saw Dak and C.D. Lamb not on the same page, which was the first time all season, you knew it wasn't their day. How did you know that? Just because the announcers were telling us that? Or you think there was thought no, bubbles over there, their heads? There was, <laughs> you know, there was bad. They didn't have the connection. Those every single one of those passes hit all season long. He had 130 catches this year. Oh, I know it was insane, and he had you know he he had a monster monster year. You know, Dak had a monster year too. He could be MVP. You know. Uh, you know, but uh, yeah, no. But, but they have a championship team, just not a world championship team. No, it's, it's much like when Tony Romo played for him, man. He would you go to the playoffs all you want. If you can't win one, you're never going any place. You know, you know, it comes down to that. You know, who's the better prepared coach? So we're gonna get out of here. I want to thank everybody. Sorry that we talked about football the the last 15 minutes now of the show. But I mean, we don't. We gave people an hour and 20 minutes of wrestling talk. Yeah, they can't yeah. be upset. Yeah, there was good stuff. Don't forget to watch Collision tonight if you're not if you're not watching the football games. I'm gonna be following along from the Amherst game tonight. 
and then run back home to watch the end of the second game. To, uh, <laughs> I'm not even sure what time the game start today, but uh, is it like 4.30 again? I, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I think they're at like yeah. 4, 4.15, 8.15, something like that. Okay, well, well, good luck with that. And we'll Monday we will get an idea of what how long Rollins is going to be out, and uh, you guys all have a great wrestling weekend. You can find any of our old shows at thepainclinic.net as well as go to iTunes and subscribe to us. Be our friend on social media. Follow us on Twitter. I know we don't do a lot of things on Twitter, but we do do alerts if we're not doing a taping on Saturday morning. You'll see, you know, if you follow our social media, you'll see when we're going to be doing them if it happens. And it happens every once in a while. Now that roller derby season's kicking up, I, there may be some later in the, you know, in March or April, but just to throw that out there. But we've, uh, uh, we were on our way to WrestleMania and as well as Sting's retirement. And I want to thank everybody in the chat room. Thank you guys. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your football and let's go Bills. My Bills. Woo! See, my daughter bought me this Grateful Dead Bills shirt. It's pretty cool for Christmas. Uh, and we will see. Uh, thank you, DC. Thank you, uh, Danger. We'll see you next week, too. Same bat time, same bat channel.